this series of short podcasts, Forest Flora hears from people about a plant they associate with the time in their past, one that's part of their life now in some way, and one they'd like to be part of their future. First up, we hear from one of the people who runs Forest Flora, the garden designer and gardener, Mark Cummings. There is one plant that relates to my past, um, and it's actually a cranesbill geranium, um, so they're very common, very nondescript in many ways, but it's geranium phaeum, and it's the particular cultivar samabore. And I learnt about that plant from my auntie Jane, who's a very, very good gardener. And I used to go and stay at her house in the summer holidays, and we'd just be pottering in the garden, or I'd be around in the garden while she was gardening. And I would just see this plant all over the place. The leaf is quite a dark green, and it's quite it's quite a big flat leaf. And then the flower stem is quite it's quite long. It's sort of sort of it's almost like an upright tendril, and then then the flowers sort of sit along the top of the stem, um, and sort of they nod down ever so slightly. And it's a single flower, so it's great for the pollinators, you know. Um, and and it is the most amazing, almost aubergine black. It's really really delicious to look at. And the great thing about geranium fame is that its leaf cover emerges quite early in the season and it flowers around April, May time and at the same time as tulips and daffodils. So it, it provides good perennial interest alongside the spring bulbs. So it gives you variety, variety in leaf shape, variety in colour. The other great thing about it is that you can cut it down after it's flowered in June time chuck a little bit of water on it and then its leaves will flush up fresh as a daisy again and then you'll get a second flush of flowers. And because it's a cranesbill geranium and they do, they expand exponentially, you can just split them and split them and split them and it grows fast. So it's a good, a good doer as we say in the trade. So a plant that sort of features in my life now and that I realise might be quite important is it, it's, it's, it's called black knapweed or it's Latin, it's Centauria nigra. It's kind of scruffy in many respects. It's got a lovely long stem with, with leaves that alternate up the stem. The leaves aren't oval, they're not, they're, they're kind of a, a rough kind of cut shape. And it's the most beautiful, beautiful purple flower and there's there's lots and lots and lots of petals the petals sort of come out of this what almost looks like a golf ball oh and and the other thing about it that's great is it flowers from june until september so it's got a really long flowering season and then the the flowers are great for the for the bees and butterflies and then the seed heads are fantastic for the birds so it, it does a does a good good job for the environment and it's actually an English native flower. And I've also learned recently that the native flowers are much better for many of our insects and, and bird life because they're genetically pre-programmed to be good forage for those insects and birds. Our native insects require native plants to feed off. And that's different to pollinators. When pollinators flit from flower to flower to flower, gathering nectar, and pollen 
Whether the plant is native or not is not so important. It just has to be a single flower and not sterile. So, you know, you, we, could, we can use American and South African plants that the bees will happily hover over. But many native insects need native plants to feed on. And if those plants aren't there, then you don't get the insects and then you get reduced bird life. A plant that would be important for my future, I'd like to see more of our native plants allowed to take hold. We have in this soil what's called the seed bank. If you take a core sample of any soil anywhere in the country, there'll, there'll be a bank of seeds in there and pollen and other, other, other sort of organic matter. But those seeds, if exposed to light, are very likely to germinate. I mean, poppies will you know, it will flower after 50 years. So to allow certain fields to be turned over and to see what comes from that seed bank, I think is probably one of the most exciting things we can do in the future. In the future, I'd like to be part of a, a project that allows our landscape to naturally restore itself. You can design a garden for nature without particularly having to compromise the, the client's overall view of how the garden could look. I mean, there's a garden designer called Mary Reynolds and she she, she, now, she no longer designs gardens in the same way that most designers do and, and it's, it's really all about giving the space back to nature. I've vowed never to design a garden in the same way as I do again, so it will very definitely be nature first. Thank you for listening. Forest Flora is a community interest company that showcases horticultural events and volunteering opportunities across the London borough of Waltham Forest. Mm-hmm.